0: What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. And be sure to check out Axes and Blades across social media for even more guitar content. So as Believe in Music Week, the kind of virtual edition of NAM this year is going on. I promised that I'd kind of keep pointing out the odd thing that catches my eye. I talked about the awesome, crazy out there work of Projects of Three as something totally different, totally outside the norm of what you're going to see covered at NAMM so there's something there and there's also something else that has caught my eye I wasn't originally intending to talk about something from the NAMM show today you know it was a lot of releases which are um, kind of in the vein of the already the stuff I talked about when I was talking about trends of what's coming out and it's a lot of stuff that's being covered by you know everywhere else you're going to be bombarded with all of the NAM stuff this week from everywhere that's talking about guitar so I know you guys are already getting that and and it wouldn't be offering much for me just to come on here unless uh, something caught my eye in a bit of a different way it's a lot of you know super strats a lot of stuff in the kind of Sur and Charvel trend that massive kind of trend of the super strat that's coming out everywhere um the kind of crazy eye-catching finishes which I talked about my kind of idea for why I think that's trending but also there's just the the fact that that's in line with the kind of 80s vibe of things right now and in line with what we like to see from superstrats especially superstrats that have something a little bit different and that kind of whole yeah Charvel sir uh Ibanez AZ series thing is big and you're seeing so many of those sorts of guitars with the out there finishes and stuff from everyone from Fender to LTD and um uh, like dean and everyone else so yeah um obviously you're seeing a lot of that stuff that's kind of an interesting trend and i touched on that a bit before but uh you know i don't think it's disinteresting everything it's kind of i don't think it's i'm disinterested in it what's coming out it's it's like it, it is cool and that's why i've touched on it but i just think you guys are getting that from everywhere else so i was planning to carry on kind of talking about other stuff and just keeping my eye on what's going on at nam and seeing is there anything that's worthwhile talking about and it turns out something did catch my eye not so much for what it is in itself uh, as such but because it kind of got me thinking about um, this brand has just done some really weird interesting things and I find the response to them interesting as time goes on so Vox of course best known for their amplifiers um, had a few new things that they've released at this year's NAMM they kind of Uh, updated and expanded their line of these little um, kind of portable amplifiers that they have, so that was cool. Um, They showed off their pedals, but I think they'd already done that, like I'd already seen um, some people on YouTube doing demos of these pedals which have like the nanotube technology in them. Um, They're preamp pedals, so they're um kind of the idea is you put them in front of an amp and stuff like that but you can also use them straight for recording and all of these sorts of things that's the kind of feature set on them and uh with the kind of cool little display of the nanotube technology they're pretty cool they have got the kind of little wave display on them and um Quite an array of sounds, you know, going for the classic kind of like there's more of a Marshall Plexi style amp a more of a modern style preamp sound and more kind of a cleaner to crunch uh, style as well. So covering all those kind of bases and that was all kind of interesting. But they also brought out two new guitars and these guitars are actually just kind of variations on two guitars that they brought out at last year's NAMM so a year ago that I think just completely flew under the radar and this is kind of the trend with Vox guitars is um you know they've got some classic kind of vintage old designs uh, which is actually what these are based on some of which they've occasionally kind of reissued and those sort of catch people's eyes and have a bit of an established place in guitarists minds um but apart from that they have to me really struggled to get into people's heads that they do guitars and it's sort of it's sort of like a weird Collective amnesia thing almost of like we all get surprised again when Vox are like, Here's expanding our guitar line. It's like, You make guitars. And then, like, six months later, we're like, vox has a new guitar and we're like vox makes guitars i feel like that just keeps happening even when i'm actually quite interested in their guitars as i'll talk about that still happens with me um so the, the guitars that they brought out are two new iterations of their bobcat guitars um which like i say they brought out last year they launched uh the two semi-hollows at Winter last year the bobcat v90 and the bobcat s66 and this year they've brought out a version of each one with a Bigsby on it as well, so that's kind of the update. And I think there's like new finishes and stuff like that. But the basic idea of the Bobcat V90, and the Bobcat S66, they're semi-hollow guitars, quite a classic-looking traditional design. And um, they're actually based on, again, like kind of this old harking back to the kind of some of the vintage Vox guitars that kind of. St- st- stuck around and stuck in people's minds a bit longer um these were italian made guitars called the bobcat and the lynx and that's what the uh, v90 and the s66 are based on um the v90 comes with two p90 pickups as the name would kind of suggest and the s66 comes with three of these chunky vox single coil pickups. so it's quite a cool little loadout there these three kind of chunky quite unique elite single coil pickup from vox on a semi-hollow guitar obviously makes it quite interesting um and then because of that the the the, the only other difference really is that the volume and tone controls are slightly different um so you've got uh with the two p90s on the v90 you have two volume two tone i believe and then on the s66 it's three volume and one to- one tone so um you know cool guitars like really nice not a bad addition to the market there is something different in the load out there you've got a bit more traditional if you just like what vox are doing with these guitars um the three single coil version the s66 really something different something genuinely a little bit different that's uh maybe scratching a little bit of a different itch for guitarists um who are into semi hollows or looking for a semi-hollow but want something a little bit outside of the box with that the styling is cool because they retain the styling with this kind of matching plastic between the pick guard and the pickups and things that the, the styling really matches exactly to the the old 60s lynx um and bobcat those italian made guitars and they've even got these like aluminium knobs on them um and yeah, like the little details there as well, really look classy. They look like um genuine guitars from old school days. They don't kind of look like a kind of silly pastiche of a kind of retro guitar. They look, they look the real deal. And I think they really nailed that. But uh, apart from the kind of usual Nam promotion, did you know about these guitars? Did you? Did, are you getting the collective amnesia feeling right now? As I'm talking about them, going, kind of, "Oh yeah, they did make those, didn't they?" i just feel like they flew under the radar well now for this year they brought out new versions and the basically they've just got um kind of yeah some new finishes and then they've got either a bigsby i believe it's a b 700 or a b 70 um one with one color option one with the other color option it's like a black um a very cool black color and then like a blue burst um And then the inlays are kind of slightly different with the Mother of Pearl inlays and the knobs. They kind of switch to these black ones to fit with the aesthetic of the color. But apart from that, um, you've still got the three single coil pickups on the S66 with the Bixby and you've got the two P90s with the V90 with the Bixby. Um, You kind of got these fancier Mother of Pearl inlays on the neck and then the fancy Mother of Pearl for the uh, logo on the headstock as well. So that's uh, instead of the kind of just um slightly flatter looking ones on the uh v90 ns66 that didn't come with the Bigsby, so little tweaks and changes there uh but apart from that very very similar obviously the big change is it's the bixby um you know different bixby matching each of the color variants um which i thought was a bit weird i i never know why why companies do that sometimes it's like you know the color variations we really just want as that's an option we choose for whatever guitar model we want I, you know just put a bigsby on it and then give me the color variations because then i feel like you always end up in the awkward situation of people going well i like the blue burst but i want the bigsby that's on the other model or i like the black but the bigsby on the other model's better you know i feel like people always end up doing that and you just go you know if you just put one Bigsby on both of them, people wouldn't go, oh, but I, don't, I like the other Bigsby. It's the fact that the choice is kind of there, but they're not quite there. I'm always, And then matching it to a color choice, which is so subjective and so personal, uh, you know, it, it's just weird. Like, what if I really hate black? I don't want a black guitar. What if I really hate the burst? I just don't want a burst guitar. Um if the Bigsby's were the same, it wouldn't be an issue. So I, th- I always feel that's weird when companies do it, and so they've done it here, and I always just feel like it's a bit odd, to be honest. But um, I, le- I guess it does differentiate the model slightly rather than it just being an aesthetic thing between uh, between those options. But there you go. That's the Vox guitar offerings. Um, now, Vox do actually offer some other guitars. They've kind of, I believe also this year's NAM expanded on their little mini travel guitars that they have they have these mini guitars the sdc um guitars which are like these really tiny little guitars made for traveling which is cool i mean that there's quite a lot of companies bring out travel guitars you know harmony brought out some and stuff like this uh the juno i believe that's called um you know really high quality travel guitars rather than you know kind of the idea of you don't have to compromise on your travel guitar it doesn't have to be something kind of cheap or gimmicky or plasticky or that hasn't got like a, a good normal pickup in it so it sounds weird you know it's it's like here's a company that makes other high quality full-size guitars making something with a lot of the same appointments but in a much smaller package it's a cool idea um now the rest of the vox guitar lineup that already exists not necessarily the the new stuff um is also really fascinating and kind of does a lot more of what we have seen in the last 10 or 20 years from vox which is incorporating a lot of digital technology and a lot of effects technology onboard effects built-in effects into their guitars um the most clear example of this which they still sell i believe is the star stream and the star stream if you've not seen it it's this crazy looking guitar which kind of has um a very small body around the pickups and then gaps and then it has the frames of a bigger body and kind of metal around it it's um, very futuristic and odd looking and that's very deliberate because it uh, includes what vox touts as a very futuristic onboard effects system to produce a whole range of possible effects and i believe it also has synthesizer sounds and a whole bunch of control options and it's got a little control panel underneath the bridge uh so kind of behind the bridge not underneath it as in you can't access it that wouldn't be very sensible but uh sitting right behind the bridge you know you've got all your control panels and selector switches for all of the different sound possibilities that the star stream offers so it has all these onboard built-in effects and and things like this probably even more fascinating than that is the series of archtop guitars that vox offers called the julietta now these are really classy looking and classic looking archtop kind of guitars in kind of a nice sunburst a nice black finish um they have a beautiful headstock with a nice kind of written-in-script-style Julia logo on there. You know, really, really nice-looking stuff. If you look at it from a long way across the room, it's going to look like, oh, cool, Vox make an Archtop guitar. But what's fascinating is they include their... Uh, i believe it's called the arios d modeling module this is the the same technology the same inbuilt effects modeling technology that is in the star stream that futuristic looking guitar they include that in the juliette guitars which is kind of absolutely fascinating to me so you've got this very classic looking archtop guitar that has a bunch of built-in effects in these control panels and all of this other stuff um so in these built-in effects it's it's selecting different kind of there's built-in gain and there's built-in effects models like that i believe you can set presets and do all of those things as well but it even has synth models it has synth models in there that apparently have extra futuristically amazing tracking so that you have synth models so this is a archtop guitar that vox make that basically doesn't seem to get any coverage or any interest you know like how often do you hear about these that has i believe it's got it's got a single pickup in the neck and then it's got piezo under the bridge and it blends all of these to give you like some you got acoustic sounds and you've got electric sounds i believe it's clean and kind of dirty stuff and then you've even got with all the built-in effects and things um reverb effects and drive effects and like a a bunch of controls so that you know there's a control you can set to like a push button that um like in a user setting so you can instantly engage that without flicking through um I believe you've got 12 string sounds in there uh there's like a sustain mode that does an organ kind of sounding effect in there and like a vibrato and things um you can with the synth sounds it's not just engage or disengage you can control like decay and attack and do stuff like that with the different there's different options. Yeah, you've got, like, um like kind of effects banks, six effects banks with, like, different kind of cycles of things and different variations of things, single coil and humbucking sounds, a couple of banks, a couple of banks for acoustic sounds. So it's got this whole effects system built into it in a classic-looking archtop guitar. You know, you could say how much call is there for people out there who want an archtop that can sound like a synth. I don't know, but just saying that sentence in itself, it's pretty cool. Um... And that's something that is like a common factor in the Vox guitars, whether you like them or not. They are not just an amp company that goes, oh, we'll just bring out, um, you know, a pretty standard guitar. Um, They really push the boat out there with doing something different and going, if we're going to go into the guitar market that's already very crowded and busy, yeah, we could just sit on our brand name and utilize that and go for kind of a vintage thing with our brand name and a pretty standard loadout. But instead, why don't we actually going to the guitar market and offer something that's genuinely different on the market and they're doing that um that seems to be different with them turning to the bobcat series and for their big reveal for guitars for this year being basically just adding a bixby to the bobcat series which is not crazy because they're the semi hollow guitars and the bixby is a very natural fit for them this does take me back to what i thought were kind of sadly overlooked guitars that was kind of in Vox's previous attempt, like I say, means several attempts to establish themselves as a guitar brand as well as a amp brand and effects brand and stuff. The previous attempt was with the um, SSC and SDC guitars. Um, so these were very kind of classic looking Single cut. That was the D. The DZ was the double cut, and the SSC was this, this single cut. So it was just a single cut body shape and a double cut body shape. They look great. Really nice styling on them. There were three levels. There was like the 33, the 55, and the 77 of each one. And that was basically kind of matched the price. The the 33 was was actually around about like 330 bucks kind of thing. Um, the 55 was around about 550 bucks. And the 77 was around 750 sort of bucks as well. So it kind of matched the the pricing and as you'd expect they kind of went up in kind of largely aesthetic changes um the 55 and the 77 did also have the um selector switches options for both pickups which is what the interesting thing was on these guitars and the 33 only had it for the you only had one selector for the, that covered both pickups um, rather than a selector for each so that was a difference but really the difference was just aesthetic you know the the 33 was a lot less carving and just very flat and wasn't flamey and then the 55 was kind of more carved and then the 77 i believe had you know like a kind of fancy f-hole and on on at least one of them and uh kind of flamey and much more carved top and back and the top and like barely carved and stuff on the back you know um But basically, the idea of this series, there's a standout thing here, um, was the pickups, which were called the coax pickups, and it had something they called the active-passive control system. And the coax pickups, basically, the idea was you got a three-way selector switch, but the pickups also had a three-way toggle switch, and that took you between a single coil sound a p90 sound a humbucker sound so similar to what uh seymour duncan offer um as well but done a little differently the technology was a little different in there um it had the thing where it had the the blades and the pole pieces on the pickups so when you were switching you're actually switching between kind of different uh, component pieces in uh the pickups and the, the system as well i i do know that vox sometimes refer to these as like the clean crunch and lead sounds and they did these demonstrations where they actually didn't Make clear that they were actually putting distortion on to show, showcase them. So I think some people got confused and thought these pickups were actually like with an inbuilt. You know, it seemed like they had this inbuilt circuit where they were, um, you know, engaging distortion and bringing crunch sounds in. I don't think that was really intentional, but I don't know. But the basic idea was that this is switching between like a single coil kind of sound, a P ninety kind of sound, and then a humbucker kind of sound. Um, Really clear, really punchy sound on them. The guitars looked great. They sounded really good. The pickup thing was not like gimmicky. It wasn't like overdone where the sounds were crazy different. It was nice subtle differences, but still there. Uh, and you could blend the sounds really nicely between the pickups as well, like in the middle position, which was really cool. Um, and for uh, the accounts out there, the guitars were really well made. And, you know, all the basics in terms of fret work and, and finishing work and stuff were great. And they these guitars just like died i think one of the problems was as far as i remember they announced this at nam in 2010 and they didn't come out until like after nam 2011 so it was one of those cases of it was announced way too early the hype was out way early and then they just weren't released in time um until basically everyone had forgotten that they even existed uh not great when that happens that's obviously bad and then you know this was 10 years ago at this point it's you know not the 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 kind of new marketing of of getting your products out there was not as well established so you know we didn't see them as much because they perhaps weren't pushed on the channels that were kind of still developing like on youtube and, and across the internet but they still really did not seem to be pushed very hard and just kind of died and disappeared which i thought was sad i thought maybe they were just underrated maybe vox didn't push them enough and and, and get them out there enough i don't know but um, really cool guitars that I still to this day occasionally go and look at and look at on reverb and stuff because I think they're super cool guitars. The pickups are really, really good actually. And um, they offer something totally different and very versatile amongst you know, other guitars, which I think is fascinating. And I love the way they look. The finishes they did were fantastic, the look of them, especially on the 55 and the 77, but you still know the 33, the cheapest one they looked fantastic, they looked really classy. Um so, I always thought it was such a shame they went away. Uh, I do wonder if seeing that the stars, the Star Stream thing is still here, but came out about the same time, and I don't feel like that's gained a massive following. The Julietter, I don't hear that much about. All of these guitars have these kind of innovative, unique things that they're bringing to the market and Vox it feels like it kind of disappeared and Vox didn't necessarily put a lot of pressure uh, kind of effort into keep putting these in front of our faces on the market. I do not see any of these coming up again and again and again with the with the old SSC and SDCs. I didn't see it uh, with the Starstream there was kind of momentary whoa, look at this thing and then it went away. The Julieters I feel like have not been hyped up at all. And now the focus is on the Bobcat and they brought out the Bobcat last year and put a bit more of a push on it. And then now they've kind of doubled down on the Bobcat by bringing out these new versions with Big fees. That interests me. It interests me for two reasons. One, they're still not really pushing very hard. Um, I just don't think Vox is a company that really understands the new market the the new kind of marketplace where people are gathering the new the new guitar communities where people are gathering i don't see them working with youtubers i don't see them doing any of that stuff i don't see them working with artists who are you know very active and big in our communities and i think that that means that impacts them a lot and that's why we overlook these things and why we have this collective amnesia i think it's a a problem that they had 10 years ago with those guitars coming out and that's maybe partly why they died as far as I can understand it. And I think it's a problem that has continued with the Starstream and the Juliet, and I think it's still a problem they're having with the Bobcat. However, they are doubling down and like i say more and seem to be putting at least more effort into the bobcat two years in a row of releases uh stuff coming out right after the kind of big announcement and Nam already available um you know the old ones are already available quickly and stuff and i think these ones will be available reasonably quickly and or if not already and stuff like that so they're out there um seem to be putting a lot of effort in cool design pushing it a bit more still not what it should be but seems to be The reason that interests me on the second level is because I wonder if Vox are kind of, and this would be a bit sad, but kind of understandable, kind of done with trying to do something really different. I wonder if they've looked at all their attempts of getting into the guitar market. I wonder if they've looked at the Juliet or the Starstream. I wonder if they look at the SSC and the SDC and they go, you know, the R&D involved in creating these instruments is very intensive. You know, creating this whole new pickup system, these modeling systems, doing all this stuff much more labor intensive than just designing a new model for that. a lot of companies will do um because we're kind of overhauling and bringing in new totally new systems and that's going to take a lot of of time and a lot of r&d uh you do that and it seems to be a harder sell for the guitar industry where you've got to convince us of this technology you've got to convince us that this is interesting and worthwhile and your brand name is there but you've got to convince us that this whole technology is worth us going away from the other brands we're more assured with in terms of guitars and we've got to come over to you and you want to convince us that not only can vox do guitars vox can do this whole totally different thing which is interesting and that would be a tough sell arguably for any company um to try and convince us of these uh, totally different guitars you know with the, the juliet or even there's two different versions of it and they both have different technologies one has um the, the the humbucker pickup with the kind of Pietro and all that stuff. The other one has uh, just the condenser pickup and stuff and different modeling options. So you got to convince us of so much when you're bringing out these series. And that was the same with the SSC and SDC. You got to really properly explain to us what these pickups are and why they're great for the traditional stuff we want to do on guitar but why it opens up new possibilities as well as convincing us the vox is a place to go for guitars not just amps you got to do a lot of that with all these i wonder if that's kind of gone i wonder if vox has said that's too much to do and we just need to present a really nice really attractive kind of easy to get into still you know something different on the market um but easier to get into, easier to to pick up and just understand immediately what it is, what the feature sets are, and why it might be attractive to you, guitar. Maybe we just need to do that. And I do wonder if that's the kind of sad end, at least for now, of Vox really trying to come into the guitar world from the amp world with something distinctly different and technologically different. I wonder if they're going to for now just stick to trying to present you know the best guitars they can nice designs um easier to get into without something so crazy or experimental or future forward thinking i wonder if that's the case is that what we're seeing with kind of the bobcat being their focus from the guitar range two years in a row um, and not really hearing about the other things and not really seeing them put 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 out these guitars that really do have something totally different on them. And I think that would be sad because I I've never interacted with the Julieta, but I think that's such a cool idea. Both of the examples of it are fascinating to me. Um the Star Stream was very ambitious and whether you like it or not, um I have massive respect for the ambition of that and thought that it presented some very cool Um, Forward thinking options that I think can inspire other guitar builders and companies going forward. Um, And I absolutely loved the SSE and SDC guitars. I thought they were fantastic. I thought they struck a really great balance between offering something genuinely different and still kind of scratching the classic itch of guitar players who want something kind of familiar but kind of new at the same time i thought they did a fantastic job of of skirting the line there and they looked great i absolutely loved the design of them but um yeah whether it's down to the lack of marketing promotion whether it's because we're just too conservative in certain ways whether it's just a big ask for a company that already also needs to prove itself as doing guitars at all to also convince us of this technology and that we should dive into that I don't know, Um, but I do wonder if that's kind of the end of it for now and what we're seeing with Vox uh, kind of doubling down on bringing out the Bobcat is uh that they are just going to look to present something a lot more normal and a lot more straightforward in the market um and if other companies will kind of follow suit and say if we want to get into the market you kind of need to ease in especially you know and maybe that's vox as well saying look we've got a recognized brand name why don't we present something that's a lot easier to stomach for guitar players but our advantage will be hey you know us. we got this we've got this solid reputable brand name and and just use that to ease into the market and then maybe in the future you know more of a focus back on what they seem to really be interested in doing which is giving guitar players totally new out there different options um uh, maybe you know we'll, we will see the return of things with like the coax pick up a redone version of it. Maybe that can happen once they've eased us in to their models and we've got used to the idea of Vox guitars. I don't know, um but I think to do that they're going to need to step up the promotion and step up getting involved in the guitar community and be in these new spaces and be a lot more present. And I want to see the Bobcat being out there on YouTube channels and out there in the hands of players who are active and and are very involved in the community because otherwise you know whether it's easier to stomach or not. It's a busy, fast-moving, uh active marketplace out there and they're just going to disappear again. So anyway, I'm I'm interested in that. It's not just a new model, but it's part of a story which I've been fascinated in which is what Vox have been doing and um how they kind of fly under the radar, there's this collective amnesia. They do some cool ideas, but how they've maybe moved away to to a different approach. I think it's all really interesting and uh the kind of stuff that the, yeah it takes my interest a lot more than just like hey there's some new guitars which i think you guys can follow you know you, you're going to be bombarded with all of the stuff from nam this whole week so uh i thought this would be a little bit more interesting to do a bit of a deeper dive into vox guitars what's up with that right so anyway that's enough rambling on about gear and about vox as always it should come back to the music and what inspires us to play guitar and today i have another performance from david regiro to suggest to you uh we've suggested lots of performances videos from the david regiro quartet uh because they've just been making some really great music i have suggested a bunch of these videos that he's been doing these performances that the the quartet have been doing um, as well as some of his his recent albums because i'm absolutely loving the guitar work and the music overall really really nice stuff so the link to that video is in the description of this podcast you can go click on that nice little uh five minute performance really great and make sure to check out his channel for all the other performances i've suggested and a bunch more because um yeah they're 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 well worth your time for the guitar work um and the guitar kind of tones but uh just really great music as well so check those out um be sure to listen to a bunch of great music be sure to of course play a bunch of guitar um take care of one another Take care of yourselves, and as always, I will catch you again tomorrow.